Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm Patrick. That's the song guy, Joe. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, Happy spoopy season, guys. We're like second weekend spoopy season. Look uh, at that. Oh, yes. Look at that. And uh, before we get into talking about what we're talking about, oh, boy. I've been watching a show. It's called Promise Neverland. Uh, I believe last week I talked about me getting into anime. I think uh, so. And I don't know. The, well, it's been so long. You know, so, <laughs> somebody out there knows. Uh, right. The listeners know. Right. But, uh, oh, my gosh. I've gotten into the Promise Neverland. It's an anime about these, like, three, this this orphanage of kids. But then it turns out that things are, like, not what right and this thing is not an orphanage and everything is crazy it's and a farm sp- it starts mm-hmm. out really spooky and like uh thrillery and then it becomes like escape story and the entire time you're just hooked and then the, all the characters are like doing that whole anime like outsmart outplay thing <laughs> and uh it, it's good i really like it well uh, i saw that move before you did it because i made that move before you exactly but, like, I, I binged through the show. I watched, like, the whole 12, 13 episode season in two days. Um, oh, it's that short. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anime anime is usually 20-minute 20, 20 episodes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, uh, uh, two, three uh, – sorry, 12, 13 episodes. Yeah, I was, watching, I was watching that the other day. And, like, last night I was watching uh, Death Note, like, restarting mm. Death Note. And that's, like – that's not, like, scary, but it's creepy. It's you know, it's got it's, like a detective it's got show. spooky aspects to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it it just very much gets the idea of death and makes it death. what it's about. So it's yeah. like it's very much gonna be kind of deathy and, and kind edgy. of deathy. It's pretty edgy, only slightly spooky. deathy. Uh, I don't know. The whole thing's about death. Well, it came books. out like what 2010. Of course, oh, it's, it's gonna be edgy. It's one of the, yeah, but <laughs> it's it's one of the best animes out there. Um, I'd say some people say the best. I disagree Ooh. because Haikyuu exists and I love volleyball. Okay. <laughs> sure. Anyway, what are you guys watching or doing or I playing? Just, I just told you. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Joe? Um, I, I thought I missed something in Core Book 4 and I'm rewatching that religiously mm. with my face right up against the screen. No, that's not like, good for your eyes. I don't care. I have to figure out this <laughs> thing that has been bugging me. But... <laughs> No, that didn't really go. Um, <laughs> I was trying to make a spooky noise for y'all. We're talking about horror games. Nope, not games. We're talking about horror movies. Dun dun dun. So I mentioned yeah. I mentioned when we talked about Resident Evil that I grew up in a conservative Christian household, and you know everything horror spooky kind of gets like big no note. So I mm. watched very very few horror horror movies thriller movies throughout my life I've kind of gone back and found out that I don't really like the genre <laughs> you don't like but scary movies I like thrillers right. I, I really really like thrillers I watched Get Out uh, everyone says I'd like Us and uh, I watched I mean I'm sure you'll like Us thr- too I mean I think you already like Us right Joe I'm not so sure anymore <laughs> Anyway, I've I've watched a few thrillers, and thrillers are kind of where yeah. I prefer it because it's set in realism yeah. and horror. A lot of horror mm. is kind of set based in realism. Sure, okay, and okay. Uh, and a lot of horrors kind of have exaggerated uh, 
gore or <laughs> uh, right. violence, and it's just like what Texas. It's very it's Chainsaw it, Massacre. Yeah, a lot of them My are boy eerily comedy. Mm. Like I I think a lot of horror movies are satires without wanting to be. Oh, one hundred percent. Like Annabelle, <laughs> I I agree with that for sure. The Conjuring, oh yeah, that's there's like there's so many things you can make fun of because that there's like a lot of things you can already expect. Oh, this is gonna happen. Oh, of course it's it, they're taking place in an isolated house in the middle of the woods. This, it's it's, the it's stories, very a lot it's, of the stories are super predictable. It's very Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Um, but Edgar Allan Poe added twists that you wouldn't expect, but, like, a lot of horror movies that I've watched, it's very much yeah, just, Yeah, but, like, like, that's where, like, the stereotypes yeah, come happen. in, you know? I, yeah, I think a lot of horror movies are lazy, is my Yes. I, the, a lot I'm of not the new ones that, are. I'm not saying there are, that all horror movies are bad. No. I'm just saying it's not my cup of tea because a lot of the genre is uh, basic. It's, it's low-effort movies. Same thing with action. The yeah, reason yeah, why yeah, I don't yeah. really like action that much in yeah. Hollywood films because I mean a lot of stories are just the same thing over and over again right and so horror with me is I kind of feel that same thing uh, I, I do agree with basic they like uh, they start off super slow like they're they're giving you the setting they're explaining like all oh, this happened here X amount of years ago or whatever and then like halfway through the movie then all of a sudden you know Ghost and ghouls. So, like, one of the first horror, horror movies I watched was Insidious 2. Okay. Um, now, it does that same thing where it starts out with a lot of world building. Yeah. Um, mm, the first that really turns 30, me off. 30, 40 minutes is probably just world Ooh, building. 40 minutes? That's a long one. It, yeah, that's a big turn well, off. There are moments of scares, mm. but there isn't the the horror story yeah, isn't yeah. really being you're not developed. A, you're not in the meat potatoes. Yeah. Um, and then you finally start getting into it. And what it ultimately comes down to is it's just a lot of dark and then a lot of jump scares. Right. Ultimately, the mo- uh, once I finished watching the movie, I wasn't – I didn't feel scared at any point. I felt, like, spooked, like, jump right. right in. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, because a loud sound and a, and a flat something flashes on the screen. Yeah, that yeah, force is gonna get you. Yeah, like FNAF mastered that, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't I, I didn't find the appeal in that. I watched yeah. other horror movies, just didn't find the appeal. But I I'm not not saying that people like horror movies are stupid uh, because you're all beautiful people. But it's just not for me. I agree. But I love talking about it because right. then I can kind of talk about how I dissect horror and how I kind of look at it. Um, ultimately, I think that movies are not the best medium for horror in the first place. Interesting. I think books, audio, and games are able to do it. Books, so much I can agree with, because that's leaving things to your own imagination. Same with audio. And I love like, that. Like um, Stephen King's books, mm-hmm. you know, that's like a perfect example. Goosebumps, maybe. And exactly. only a handful of his uh, book to film adaptations are really good. Yeah. Yeah. For I, example. Like okay, a real it did well. Both it, of them. It. The Shining. The Shining. But when you get into like things like Carrie, it's just kind of meh. Or the Mist. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Because it's with meh. with uh, text audio, uh, as those mediums, you're it leaves a lot to your imagination. So 100%. ultimately, it becomes scarier because instead of describing, instead of showing you exactly how something is, and your brain kind of interpreting it as scary or not, your brain most of the time will interpret it as that scary thing. And it, I guess it can also, like, subconsciously be connected to what you are afraid of specifically. Exactly. You know, like, some aspects that that you're afraid of. Like, for example, um, I'm scared of lizards, reptiles, for example, right? If I'm, like, 
um, hearing an audiobook or reading something about Mm, like, like if the monsters described as uh, reptilian, or re- not even not even reptilian because that's too on the point. But okay. if it's if it's vague and it's described right. as like dry skinned, uh, uh, lanky, lanky, long stuff like that, you slimy. if that's something that you're Boom. afraid of, that's what you will picture. Which is yeah. why text and audio serve as strong mediums. Yeah, video games or interactive mediums serve strong for horror because they have that essence of. Uh, you have uh, interactivity and immersion. Right. Where y- you feel as if you're in the situation. So mm-hmm. in games like Amnesia, where the where the big monsters aren't even scary looking, mm-hmm. you still feel scared because you kind of feel as if your life is on the line mm-hmm. or your save You, you are is on the directly line. in control of everything. Again, like our last episode, Resident Evil, that's another great example. You are in control, but yet there's a lack of control that you have when it comes to these scary things coming on. Silent Hill is another example, you know? Yeah. And so horror movies, when they're done, they need to be done right for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for example, uh, a lot of horror movies don't develop the characters. Not yeah. at all. Like, and how am I supposed to be scared if the people that I'm watching, the people that I'm technically rooting for, my brain's subconsciously rooting for, yeah, I don't care for them. Exactly. If, if my brain is in the mindset of they can die, they can not die, I don't care, then there's no... Uh, we were talking about in the Resident Evil episode, there's none of that discomfort, there's mm-hmm. none of that suspense that mm-hmm. will cause me to be like, oh no, I care for the best. Hunger Games kind of served more as a uh, horror for wow. me. Or That's at a least, weird one. At least thriller. Because it or really? captured that emotion more. Because... There were people who I automatically vibed with as okay. uh, these, uh, what are they? The people who were brought in to do the Hunger Games stuff. Sure. There are people who I just naturally rooted for based off Rue. Appear- appearance, Rue, mm-hmm. uh, based off either appearance or uh, background mm-hmm. or what I see them do, their actions. Mm-hmm. So there's people that I root for that when, they, that when they're in dangerous situations, I feel like, oh, no. And then, like, Rue, Rue's just a child thrown into this whole thing. She's, I mean, she's clearly going to die. So, uh, spoilers for Hunger Games, when she dies, you're like, ah. Right. But, and and you've, you're concerned for her in every single suspenseful part of the story. But a lot of horror movies don't capture that because they're just like, uh, yes, this is pastor, this is father, this is mother, and this is the possessed child. Yeah. Now, uh, oh, no, pastor's about to die. Oh yeah. yeah, what do I know about Pastor other than he's Pastor? Um Nothing. He's no he's legalistically conservative. Great. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so Great. then die. Love it. Die, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also Um I don't know if you guys follow horror movies as much as I do. There's been some recently very, very good ones that kind of delve away from the classic Oh, there's just these t- teenagers walking to the woods and none of them make out. But like things Friday the thirteenth? Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Like the first Friday the thirteenth, thirteenth was great. Yeah, but the other twelve, no, thank you. <laughs> because it same becomes with, a trope. Same, same with Halloween. Yeah, it becomes a trope. In Texas main, cha- te- mainsaw, Texas chainsaw, chainsaw massacre. With with Halloween, yeah. Uh, starting off, great uh, thriller slasher mm. film, you know. Times but then, twenty. But then, yeah. Once it keeps going, it, it's really relying on what makes it what it is so therefore it does become a job it does become a stereotype um in the 2016 remake i think i think it was 2016 i don't remember with jamie lee curtis coming back 18 18 excuse me okay i thought that they did a great job at rebooting the entire franchise in a way 
even though it's still like a sequel, mm-hmm. but it's still like a new thing. But it should, you know. My thing is that I think they did a good job. Rebu- it shouldn't be rebooted. It right. should, these things with horror. There's some things that can be left alone. With horror, what you need is you need that discomfort. You need that suspense. You can't get that if the story is predictable. So if the story is about uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, massacre. Massacre. <laughs> Mass- no, none of us can say that name. Um, then every single time, then like when I hear a chainsaw, I'm not gonna think that there's a chance that somebody gets away. I'm gonna think someone's gonna die. Someone is. And then is when someone not dies, gonna be in Rush Hour Three. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when so- and then whatever person dies, I'm like, I- I'm not like, oh no, mm-hmm. because I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. Like what I really I like the horror movies where you. Like maybe they'll get away, maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. How do we know? But like when it's just when it's when the story becomes predictable, like if there's twelve people in right. this situation, you know, then, you know, you know at like least eight, half of them are eight, gonna die. No, eight plus are gonna die. There you go. Um, so and then when you go to or when you start with a story that has two people, right? None of them are gonna die, right? So it, it's this essence of uh, at least in these common horror movies. What it, now? What you can really do is like to throw people off. Have a horror movie where there's two people and everybody dies. Nobody will expect that. That'll cause horror and suspense. Or, or maybe one of them gets drastically injured, then the other one dies, and then the injured one just barely makes it out and then dies. Or whatever. Who knows? But you you want to subvert expectations, and there isn't a lot of that in modern horror. Well, Midsommar, Us, Get Out, um, a quiet place to an extent. I want to give Thriller an exception. So I don't know how many of those were. I know some of those are Thriller. But I want to give Thriller an exception because Thriller hasn't had that problem recently. All right. It's just, more so horror. Just for the audience, what is your distinction between horror, slasher, and Thriller? Uh, I Slasher isn't too familiar for me, so I'm going to avoid that one. Slasher is like Halloween. Okay. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Okay. And I consider Nightmare the, on Elm Street, right? I consider the first Terminator Ultimate. movie to be a slasher. Okay. Well, a lot of horror is just uh, all-encompassing, but a lot of what I see in the, a lot of the ones that I will call horror are the ones that are not set in the, or I guess I'll say when I mention horror throughout this podcast, uh, what I mean is not thriller. Uh, whether that's correct or not, I don't care. Right, <laughs> um, right, right. But right. when I mention thriller, I mean the ones that are grounded in realism. Right. Um, like Get Out or Us, where it's ultimately real people. Annabelle? Uh, I haven't watched Annabelle. Okay. But, you're not or, missing much. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> or it's it's real people. Right. Um, there the real situation. There are characters who are developed. Right. Um, and they go through real situations because ultimately, what I really like about thriller is it has that sense of immersion mm. where like you feel this could happen. Mm. A lot of horror nowadays is so tropey that it doesn't feel like it happened. Like the, the one man who kills 12 people, sure. like it just doesn't these, it doesn't feel to me that can happen because 12 people are all super scared of this guy with a chainsaw. What if the 12 people just get together, get the sharpened sticks and go against the chainsaw? Like sure. Right, like two right. of them will die, but they'll kill the guy with the chainsaw eventually. Sure. Um, but like, it's, but I get they're scared, whatever. I'm not saying like that's the perfect solution for every horror situation. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like it just doesn't feel real to me when you have this one guy who's able to be perfectly hidden in the shadows until he needs to strike and kill someone. Uh, what it just doesn't feel. Uh, it, I can't be immersed, and so when it just I'm, doesn't grabs onto you. Yeah, Did when you, I'm not immersed, yeah. when I'm not immersed, I can't feel that suspense. Right. right. But then thrillers, a lot of times they'll get me because just in those real scenarios. I can either feel for the characters because they're developed, like with Get Out, 
I feel for the guy or because you can uh, the story develops and he develops as a character yes. and you can tell like so he's trying to give them a chance but then time, more and more time goes and it's he's more and more and like worse. suspicious but then his girlfriend isn't really siding with him which makes mm-hmm. him even more uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then everything flips and turns mm-hmm. out everybody's bad yeah. <laughs> um and it's uh, it's, it like it, it re- get out was one of the ones that really got me. But then again, that one's also like award nominated or winning or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's a really, so it's a good movie, it, you know. So it is, but like I want more of that. Right. Like the fact that that was award winning is like right. great because it deserved awards. Right. But that feels so stand. That's that feels to me like it should be standard. That should be like the minimum, the bare minimum when it comes to these movies. Nice. There's there's a lot that put it above. But oh, okay. There. But just certain aspects of it, character development, right. uh, story development. The basics. Yeah, but I want, but a lot of horror doesn't have that. This, what the story, is, the story is bad guy goes and kills people. That's true. There, but what if what if the bad, there's not even, there's rarely what horror the where bad the bad guy, guy, guy changes heart. Yeah, where's the horror where the bad guy has a change of heart or the bad guy has mm-hmm. like an actual reason he's doing What if we things? thought he was a good guy first? Or what if we thought they were a good person first, and then they turned? Is something happened, you know? Yeah, or, a twist. Like, what? What I've uh, an idea of a horror movie that I had when I was uh, writing movies um, a long time back. It was an idea of where the 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 your antagonist, the one who's causing the horror, is someone who's originally always portrayed as good and right. helpful and right. kind and etc. A boy scout, but. They shift during the movie. Something happens during the movie that causes that shift. That's something I've always wanted to see because right. that's like an original story. So right. things like that where I can look at the story and say this is different. Whereas I look at Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, and to me it's just one guy kills group. Right. Yeah. Like where's is, right. is there really much more outside of that? It's like, oh, but the Friday the 13th guy, he was bullied. It's like, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. His mom's yeah. dead. It's still one of. guy killing a bunch of people. Like right. where's the – Whereas the like he just he's got bullied sure so something wronged him and then oh this other guy killed a bunch of people and why would he do it because uh, somebody wronged him right on that okay. note of how the similar <laughs> how they all basically have a similar plot line and they have to introduce something new and sometimes that something new is stupid so this is a game I've created oh <gasps> what I'm going Let's to talk about a twist I know right <laughs> now, left you in suspense now this is suspense doesn't have a name but I'm going to say the name. Of a relatively obscure horror movie. Okay. And just the name, just okay. the title, maybe right. the year if you want. Just the name and title, and you have to tell me what the basic plot line is. Oh, I like this. Interesting. Interesting. I like this okay. a lot. I like this a lot. First one up, 2019 film called In the Tall Grass. Uh, Definitely something to do with a sneaky monster in grass. We got um, a stalker. Um, and it's killing. I think, I think this is jungle-based or forest-based. Something like that. Um, they're definitely they're definitely in like a not sub- not suburban, not uh, urban area. I think they they are. It's just actual tall grass. Well, yeah, but urban is city, suburban is neighborhoods. Like, remember in like uh, one of the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends uh, specials where it was all about Wilt, and he came to like this town whose uh, yard. The grass was not cut for years, like mm-hmm. eight feet tall, and he came with a lawnmower and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they and the mayor like explained the story that the the the, the people who were living there had to s- survive, just fight and survive, just to get to their car. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, 
<laughs> You're no, you guys weren't really that right. <laughs> so it's about these groups of this group of people. Okay. They wander into a tall grass field. Like uh. real tall. Like you cannot once if you're in it, you can't see the thick of it. Uh. So they wander in and they can't get out. Of course. And that's it. And they just can't get out. They physically can't get out. It's like a maze type of thing. And what you find out is, oh my god, spoiler, the field is in the cent in the center of the field is this rock that alters time. Whoa. And they're like in this field in particular, oh like the outside of Iowa or something. <laughs> oh um, no. It time stains still. Or something. Gosh. But all the people stay dead. And yeah. This I can't. Spo- this, this is a SpongeBob episode. About this is this. a SpongeBob episode. This is they this cannot is... escape the, the evil that lurks in the tall grass. It's this is and a SpongeBob episode with the conch. There's not really like <laughs> a monster, but people start dying, and it also breaks the rule of horror movies. Spoiler alert: the dog dies. <gasps> cool. You see, like it gets pretty messy. A golden cool. retrie- You ever see a All golden right. retriever corpse? It's pretty mm, messed up. Thirty-six mm. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Y'all mm. can see why. Uh, yeah. Mm. All right. The next time up, rock. Next up, Orphan. Orphan. Y'all might have seen that one. 2009. Yeah, I haven't Is seen this. Is this about, like, an abandoned child who comes to haunt the parents? Um, Actually, you're kind of close. Wow, So this go. family already has a few kids. Mom's like, yo, let's get some more. They adopt this girl. I think her name is, um, what is her name? She can- Esther. Her name is Esther. Something's wrong with Esther. She starts... She starts acting weird. She's bullied at school. Whatever. And then she starts killing folks. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Bullying. That's the least interesting part of the game. Bullying, that's like a late 2000s problem. (laughs) And she's like, when something, a dangerous series of event unfolds, and Kate, the mom, begins to suspect Esther, and eventually Esther kills the dad. Um, And, you know, I won't spoil how it ends because I don't remember. Okay. But it's re- the big reveal. Y'all ready for this? Oh, yeah. Guess oh. what the reveal is? Uh, Esther's she's not a girl. Demon possessed. Jared, you are close. Oh. She is a girl, but oh. she's a woman. She's a, like thirty years old, but she has like this disease that makes her look like a little girl. Oh my gosh! See how all these twists are so, so exaggerated. The rock bends time. The girl is actually a woman. Like it's it's so. Sorry, I. <laughs> it is so just exaggerated and unreasonable that it's so hard to like immerse yourself in these movies. Because like it's like oh, because at first you're like oh yeah, you know uh, I'm lost in the woods. This sure. is a real situation, but we're still lost in the woods. I wonder why. Because of time rock. Come on. Yeah, another one. I got yeah. We may have talked about this before. Sure. Rubber. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. the murderous tire. It, it is the murderous the tire. tire that blows up people's it heads. It is the murderous tire. It's more of a comedy. I'll give you that. It's a horror slash comedy, but I just thought that he one was good. He peeps on a woman taking oh a shower, and God. he can do it because he's a tire. <laughs> wow. Oh How would you like that gosh. one, guys? It's great. I love it. That was a really good game. Right. Thank you. Speaking of thriller, <laughs> speaking of thriller, I have a little story. Um for the premiere of the latest Halloween movie, the 2018 one, mm-hmm. right? But, like, you know how there's usu- usually previews, right, before the yeah. movies? This time was different. This time, for Halloween, we watched it on Halloween. I was with my stepdad. We watched it on Halloween. It was great, you know? It was great. And 
they showed something that that hardly ever gets shown on the theaters anymore. They showed the full uh, movie of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Like the music video? Yes, the music video, the the full thing, the full freaking uh, production, right? From beginning to end. It's like a six-minute long, seven-minute long yeah, thing, right? Like, yeah, maximum eight maybe, right? Uh, it's so good. It's amazing. And there, there were little kids all over the movie theater, right? Because, of course, parents are going to take your kids to watch a you know, Halloween on Halloween. Of yeah, course. Of course. I would. Um, so while while uh, the thriller uh, was being played, I'm sure everybody knows thriller, you know. Of course, everybody knows the song. If you haven't seen the movie or, you know, the, the production, the video, watch it. it you're not going to be uh, disappointed. It's just, it's just you good know, old Michael Jackson fun. Yeah, but you know how in the end where um, – Michael's girlfriend was like in this house. She's all scared and stuff. But then Michael's like, hey, hey, it's okay. What's wrong? Everything's okay. Let's go home. You know? And and the girl's like, okay, sorry. Yeah. They start going home. Michael turns to the camera. His eyes are like the werewolf eyes from the beginning of the film. And then there's, there's, there's that he's laugh. He's a zombie. No, not the zombie. When he was like the werewolf. That's why he had the was, eyes. Oh, was he a werewolf? He, yeah, because well, sk- there, he was, was in like a, a movie. In a movie. Never mind. I'm not going to explain but. it. But yeah, he, he had like these creepy eyes stuff. There's a loud sound. And then uh, the laugh from the end of the song started playing while the camera was zooming into Michael's now werewolf yeah, yeah. face. The kids lost their minds they were scared out of their boots already just from that they were yelling they were screaming some were crying it was hilarious i hope my kids are tougher than that oh my god it was so funny and i'm even wearing my michael jackson thriller socks right now so i'm i'm dressed for the occasion (laughs) well to finish talking about horror there is something i want to bring up is because we've talked about how how much this uh genre is just oversaturized with tropes and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, in film, there's always, when movies start to become filled with tropes and easy-to-replicate yeah. situations, there's always a particular genre that over-encompasses that genre, and I'm talking about satire. I love satire. Horror satire is probably great. the so most great. prevalent form of satire <laughs> there is because of how easy it is to yeah. do. Scary movie, the biggest example. Yep. A haunted house. A haunted house. Oh man, forgot about that one. These, yeah. These mo- There are so many movies that thrive off of the fact that horror is cheap. Yes. And so, and that is my favorite part of horror is the satire, the parodies, the comedies. How easy it is to make fun of, you know? Like, like you can do it yourself. Like yeah. you watch a horror movie, you leave the, the the theater. Yeah. If it's full of tropes and stuff, you and your friends are going to be making fun of those tropes. I make fun of uh, scary movies when I'm watching them. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like what? Like when I first watched it, you know, I was I was making jokes all the time, but that's just me hiding. I don't because I'm scared. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever sat through a scary movie, a horror movie, without cracking jokes the entire time yeah so when it's, it's for me it's like a comfort mechanism you know i get that for me it's just because it's so like what well, you you could tell because we watch back to the future together right. i make fun of the stuff that's very clearly lazy writing right um and horror movies a lot of times they'll have a lot of that so that's it's like really most easy. of the movie yeah it's really easy just to pick out these things and laugh at them and yeah. honestly 
I think that's where a lot of the horror fan base lies mm-hmm. is the people who are willing to who watch it because it's funny mm. or, or watch it with friends because they can get funny reactions out of their friends or laugh at the movie and do that. But ultimately, I don't think horror, a lot of horror is, uh, I don't think a lot of horror fans watch it because of the spookiness. Mm. I think a lot of horror fans watch it because of the fun. Mm. And mm-hmm. I could be, and I could be, there are certainly people who you get like an adrenaline rush, you know? Yeah. And like there's, scared. there's no bigger uh, show of that to me. Right. Than Halloween. Right. Halloween was originally supposed to be this very spooky holiday, scary, whatever. But these days, Halloween is a joke, fun time where people get together in costumes, yeah. run around, getting candy, I mean, not, make fun of a, each other. Yeah, talking about the the movie. Oh uh, no, yeah. no, no, the, hol- the holiday. The holiday itself. The holiday. Oh, okay. The holiday. A itself. lot of people don't even know like the true uh, uh, purpose of Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Like Eve. it was supposed to. Yeah, exactly. It was supposed. To, we we carved pumpkin, uh, pumpkins. And we dress up as as monsters, ghosts, or whatever to scare off the actual monsters, demons, and ghosts. Oh, I heard a. a That's what I've been taught. I've heard, <laughs> growing up in conservative Christian backgrounds, right. you hear a very different thing having you to do with uh, uh, spiritualism and demons. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's based, so I'm not going to say it, but right. like, I just use it an excuse to watch scary things and eat candy. Yeah, that's. Go. I mean, that's what I. I, use I mean, it that's what ex- it has come to now. Mm-hmm. I use you know? it as an excuse to cosplay and, and hang out with friends. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I love Halloween. Yeah, it's my third favorite holiday. That's fair. It's up there for me as well. <laughs> Just b- just behind Arbor Day. <laughs> Catch me on Halloween wearing my uh, Claude from Fire Emblem Three Houses costume. Ooh, boy. Wow, it looks uh, Yeah, now I have the hair for it, too. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Rouse the Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app, Eagle Radio Station, where we are live. Catch you on the next one.